Welcome back to Lost in Transition. My name is Riyad. My name is Kevin. Today is Wednesday, March 16th. We're back with another weekly episode. The season is ramping up as we close out the regular season. There's about 20 games left, a few week, uh, about a month left of the season. You can see that the uh, certain matchups, um, so like, you know, teams that are top contenders are definitely playing hard when they play another contender. Um, we see some of the better players kind of stepping up their game in the, so obviously it's March 16th today. So far in March, we've already had seven 50 point games um, twice by, Le- yeah, twice by LeBron Tatum had one Kyrie had two, an, uh, including a 60 point game. Cat had 60 the other night. KD had 53 the other night. Um, so you can definitely see that, <clears throat> especially in the East, since uh, the teams are so bunched up one through six that you could see that every game is so important and um, players are going to going to be try to gunning for the for those uh, bet for the best positions um, as it closes out. Um, some of the key matchups that we saw recently. So the other night, one of the uh, two favorites to win the MVP, one of the two favorites to win the MVP, uh, Jokic and Embiid played um, in Philly. Uh, The Nuggets actually came out with the win, even though the Sixers kind of had a big lead uh, earlier in the game. Uh, Embiid had 34-9 on 55% shooting. Harden almost had a triple-double with uh, 24-9-11. Maxi had 19 points on 54% shooting, and Jokic had 22 points, 13 rebounds, eight assists, and 50% shooting. Uh, what? What? Uh, did you have any takeaways from that game? Uh, seeing that matchup? Yeah, um, I think it was just—it's very clear, and it's just becoming more and more clear to me as the more I watch this team that, like, obviously you're going to have a chance when you have like Embiid and Harden like in a series, but like their lack of depth is just so apparent. Um, I mean, the bench literally lost them that game. Like they were, it was like, I think they had like 14 or like 12 bench points, like the entire game for the Sixers and and the Nuggets had like closer to like 40, 40 points, like Bone Island and Boogie were like cooking them. And it's like, when Jokic was we'll, out, too. Well, yeah, I was about to say, we'll get into the MVP portion of it, but it's like we're back to, like, that 2018 Sixers season where, like, the Sixers are, you know, like a plus whatever when Embiid's playing, but in that short time when he's off the court, like, they the wheels fall off. Like it's he, even, he even said that in that Draymond Green uh, podcast yeah. where he said, we just yeah. can't lose leads when I'm out of the game. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's just, like, it's so pressing and, like, and Honestly, it, it's just like Doc and, refuses to try to play any young players. Like, I have no confidence that DeAndre Jordan or Paul Millsap will be a feasible backup center in the playoffs, but, like, he's going to play one of them. And, like, I think Doc's just delusional on, like, his thoughts and every, like, how he perceives veterans. Because even the, the other night after the DeAndre Jordan game against the Nuggets, where obviously played horrible, he's like, yeah, he's making the adjustment. Like, he's been great since other than tonight i'm like doc what the hell are you watching like he has not been good like at all like he hasn't been good in three damn years i don't understand what is going on with deandre jordan and and the league right now like why i think it's just the obsession of like 
he's been on he three teams that have rim protection like they, anymore. They help him. Yeah, and like they think rebounding just because he's big, which I get a little bit, but like we're like because we're such a poor defensive rebounding team. But like outside of that, like he's gonna get cooked in the playoffs defensively. Yeah. Like he can't do anything offensively other than dunk the ball, literally yeah. anything. Yeah. Like he caught the ball in the short corner the other night and like had like a smaller defender on him, like one dribble, like to his left and like flicked it up. And like he's seven feet. So when you flick it up, you're right there. Yeah. And he like barely touched the rim. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. this dude is so washed, man. Yeah. And, and I think on that, on that kind of, on those, on those thoughts, um, cause I, I do agree. <clears throat> I do. Even though you guys now have Harden, another superstar that can kind of take the load from a from a scoring standpoint, I'm still I'm still worried about Embiid like wearing down towards the end of series because of like he's gonna have to play 45 minutes, yeah, and they're just not gonna be able to again with the lack of bench. Um, like, are you are you worried about that? Oh, 100. And like, obviously, it's only been a couple of rough games, and like you said, when you have those two you'll have a chance, but I don't feel very confident in them getting to the finals this year. I think next year is their best chance just because they'll be able to retool this offseason. Like they fixed the problem this year of Embiid's backup. Like Drummond was giving great minutes. And like, I still make that trade 10 times out of 10. Cause like mm-hmm. you got the player that's harder to get, which is Harden. But like, it really seems like it would have been super, like a lot more beneficial if we could have got that deal done, even like a week before, so we would have had more time to kind of like try to reconstruct the roster a little bit mm-hmm. um, in terms of getting those right guys to be able to back up and bead to try to building out their bench. Um, that's why, like I said, I'm not like giving up on the season, but like I just definitely don't have huge, huge like championship aspirations this season until we can probably get off that Tobias contract and kind of, trade that for whatever and then be able to get more depth around it to have like a you know solid eight man rotation as opposed to and they just have so many glaring like they're obviously they're top end talent sick but like they're glaring like lack of athleticism lack of defensive rebounding lack of transition defense because they're not fast it's just kind of when when you watch them every single night it's it's kind of it's pretty glaring Um, yeah i feel like i feel like um I mean, there's a, a lot of things to discuss, and we'll we'll talk on future podcasts, get, go in more depth. But uh, the I just again the non Embiid minutes against the Bucks and the Heat are just going to be tough because um, yeah. just they have a you know they just have better pieces, and they're not going to be able to be like he holds them to a like decent defensive like rating and like still like a yeah. top ten ish defense. Like when he's off the floor, like floodgates are open like hardens on and like offenses are self like salvating like yeah yeah. let's like we're just gonna get a bucket every time here especially when deandre jordan's old ass is in there i was uh the only thing the thing i kept thinking about during the game was like damn i'm i'm almost positive gladdy wants to wants to just switch if he could just like snap his fingers and switch cousins for DeAndre Jordan, just so cousins can have oh those minutes God. instead yeah, of DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, my dad actually texted me that. He's like, "Damn, we should got cousins." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," because we've always like I've always said like it would be nice to have like another big that's like he's a traditional center that you could throw in there. Well, yeah, or it's just like it's also someone that has like a 
a little bit of a different skill set for defenses that have to account for like when yeah Embiid comes out like Boogie's stretching the floor he hit like two or three threes like like it, it would just be nice to have that kind of like stretch five like a little different type of player but then like you only have to give us realistically in the playoffs like not minutes. eight to ten minutes yeah yeah um but yeah I mean I, I, any other takeaways that I didn't really cover out of that game um no mostly mostly uh I mean I don't think we really got to see exactly what we wanted to with like Yoki, uh, Jokic and Embiid going like after each other um, and kind of really like taking that matchup head on. But uh, you can see why they're so important to their squad, yeah. to their respective squads and and just how like Jokic is thought of as a more like skillful player just because of his passing and stuff. But both of them are so skilled and just so advanced yeah. for big men. It's uh, it's just great to watch. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, you do have to factor in, like, Embiid played that well, and, like, he just came off of it. That was a back-to-back and an overtime game the night before in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, and, obviously, he got in foul trouble, so I don't know. I thought – I didn't have any, like, huge takeaways. Yeah, I don't think – played, like, yeah. that drastically different where it's like, oh, someone just won the MVP on that yeah. night. And I thought that there was the potential for that. Not yeah. maybe one, but like made a significant bigger gap. Yeah, and uh, and again, injuries with the Nuggets is just harder to evaluate them as like a whole team. Um, but yeah, so piggybacking off of that, I think we can kind of jump into our MVP ladder. Um, so right now, again, there's like 20, 20 games left, about a month left of the regular season. Um, so the MVP conversation is going to start ramping up, especially because, um, like we talked about last time, it's so it's so close this year. So for now, as of today, I have in my March top sixteen, March sixteenth, out of my uh, top five of third of five, who I think is most deserving as of right now to win MVP. I think John ja, five, John ja number five. Okay, cool. Um, I think I don't think he realistically can win it. Um, I think he should be in the top five because he's having such a great year and the Grizzlies are are pretty dominant um, around uh, in the league. But uh, I think just because they do have such a deep team and they are so good without him on the on the court um, or they they win games even when he's not playing. Yeah, uh, they won by like 25 last night without him. They're 13 and two without him. Yeah, which I mean, isn't obviously he's still super valuable and takes him yeah. to a completely yeah. different level, but it just shows how deep their team is. Yeah. yeah, And and that's kind of that's something you would you would kind of nitpick if you're comparing him to other players that you think right. are also in the conversation. Um, number four, I have Nikola Jokic. Wow. So damn, it's mostly because of his seating. Like, I don't if you're and we'll talk about my top three, but like in my top three, they're all, they all have better teams and they have just as good of a, of, of a a statistical case. Um, Obviously the advanced stats and everything, if you jump into those um, Jokic's are crazy, but um, the MVP is a lot, a a lot about stats and narrative. So um, I think, I think Jokic getting that six seed is impressive and that's why he's in the MVP conversation, but he's not the best player in the league, and I don't think he's the most dominant player in the league. So I have him at four. 
Uh, number three might surprise you a little bit. I got Luca. I would have um, him in my top five. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I think I think maybe just because, obviously, he didn't have a good start to his year, so I think people are automatically like dis- uh, disqualifying him for that. But I mean, if you look at his numbers and his team success, there it's better than Jokic, um, and it's up there comparable to the other um, MVP candidates with Embiid, Giannis. Um, so I think, I think a lot of times, so like my logic is like if, so Curry and Durant were like big um, front runners to win the MVP, like the first 20 games of the season. And then they kind of lost it. Durant mostly because of injury Curry, because a little bit of his play. Um so if you can if you can be a front runner in the beginning of the year and then lose it, you can also not, you know, not have a good start to the year and then kind of catch up to the race. So I think right. I think it's logical that way, especially um, getting into the race. Yeah, like and especially I, when I the think games with are how important with how talented the NBA is nowadays, I think it's difficult for him to win it still. Yeah, um, just because there's the league so deep in like super talented players um putting up crazy numbers so that, that's why i think i i agree it's it, it's a, he's able to jump back into it but yeah. to actually get to that level where like you're gonna win it is tough because you have guys like Embiid, Giannis. yeah you um, almost have to like lap them in a way yeah, because exactly. because you haven't been doing it all year um so i think top two you can kind of guess uh yeah. number two i have Giannis. um i think I think if they finish with a top two seed, I think realistically I could see him winning it. Um, but I don't think Embiid has lost it. Uh, he's my number one. I think he's going to have to keep kind of dominating the end of this year, you know, have some big games, have some big wins. Um, and, I, and then I think he secures it, but I don't think he's less of a lock than he was a few weeks ago. Yeah, no, I, I really agree with the majority of that. I would have, I do have Luca in the conversation now, and I was thinking about that today. I mean, when you look at not only what he's done statistically, but like, I mean, and realistic, like there's like a, a game and a half difference between him and Jokic. So hmm. I'm not taking that too much into, you know, factor. Um, and it's kind of crazy because like Jokic is a center, but like he essentially plays point guard for that team. Yeah. Um, so that's even just more of like a, a comparison between the two. Um, but I just think the, you know, that Jokic has kept that consistency all year long. And even though neither of them have had any like superstars next to them, um, or even like borderline all-star players now, like Porzingis is gone and obviously Murray and KPJ MPJ have been out all season. I would just lean Jokic a little bit higher just because of the gap in talent that he does play with. I think Luca has, even if he doesn't have like a ton of talent, he has pretty good pieces that like fit how he plays well. Yeah. Um, so that's why, I mean, like, I don't think that the Nuggets have like a ton of like snipers, like without like Jamal or MPJ playing. And those are kind of the type of players that function well with Jokic because he has the ball in his hands a lot in the short post, bringing it up and trying to find those open shooters. Um, but yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with either of them. Um, yeah, I, I agree with the top two. I mean, I'm pretty indifferent between Jokic and Giannis in the two, three spot. I mean, 
They've all obviously had unbelievable seasons. Um, there's been minimal games or minimal stretches where they've struggled at all this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that Giannis is like, I'm, not, I'm trying to think of how I want to word this, like the most consistently dominant player in the NBA. Yeah. Um, especially just because of the health factor with Embiid and he's not quite as good of an athlete as Giannis. Yeah. Um, so um, I would definitely lean. I still think Embiid just with a, even just like the, I know this shouldn't be like a big factor in the MVP discussion, but like the mental toll that that whole first 50 or 60 games of the season having to play without an all-star and like carry these dudes so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like he's always like lost awards or lost respect because of like games played and everything. And like, this is obviously he's going to p- surpass the mark for the most games in his career. Um, he hasn't missed a game since the end of January. And even like, I think he's missed like, I don't know, maybe it's like 15 15 games ish this season. Um, But like, I think like eight or nine of them were because of COVID. So like realistically, like injury, like he's really just gotten his body to the top shape he's ever been in. Um, And I think it's obviously paying off this season. So yeah, I agree, but they would, I think they will have to win some games down the stretch to keep them, you know, in that top tier to be able to secure that win. Yeah. And uh, my kind of thinking um, towards the end of the year is that a lot of these players are going to, you know, keep their dominance uh, individually. So so it's really just going to come down to seeding and which team kind of has a good uh, ending to the season. So like if, if, you know, the Sixers, you know, secure that two seed or the one seed or whatever, um, you know, that's going to look good for Embiid, vice versa with uh, Giannis and then, um, you've got Luca if they make it, you know, up to the fourth or third seed. Um, so, you know, there's there's still some movement to be made. So um, it might become clear who the MVP will be. Um, to kind of transition out of MVP into uh, contenders, we we did a little bit of contenders last week. Um, so this uh, today we're gonna do tiers, at least my tiers um, of who. I think uh, how the teams are stacking up in terms of um, their actual chances of winning a title this year. Um, So to start, I have five different um, tiers. The first tier is like the bet tier is the, um, these teams, I would, I would be okay with putting money on them for winning the title. The next team, the next tier, and you're, is... and you're a cheap fuck. So that's saying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm put a couple couple dollars on them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the next tier is, uh, I don't, I don't think they quite are are. I wouldn't put met money on them, but I think if they catch a good break, um, you know, because of injuries or they're just playing at the right time or playing well at the right time, um, they could kind of be considered to be uh, contenders. And I could even see them making a conference finals, but I don't see them, you know, winning the title. The second round um, 
or the third tier is the is second round. So these are teams that are just looking to make that second round. Um, then I got the play-in tier, which I just pick like a few of the best teams in the play-in who, you know, have a chance maybe to make a little bit of a splash. And then I've got the next year tier, which is um, teams that should be good, better next year. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do this a little bit in a fun way. Obviously, you can get into explaining them once you do this, but let's do it this way. How about you say the number of teams okay. that you have in each of those tiers, and I'll try to guess them. Okay, and then I like that. You can uh, kind of explain a little bit about you know who they are, and then um, I can just kind of say if I agree or say if I'd have them in one of a different tier. Got it. Okay, so um, again, five tiers, the bet tier, the next tier, the second round tier, the play-in tier, and the next year tier. So um, it's a total of 21 teams. Um, in the bet tier, who do you think I got? Well, no, you need to give Should me Should I like go backwards? No, 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 that's fine, but you just I want you to tell me the number you have oh, in okay, that okay. tier. All right, I got six teams in the bet tier, wow. which is the top tier. Damn, so you're literally putting like $3 on each of these. <laughs> you got six of them. Yeah, right, so exactly. this is you would bet on them as like a chance to... A chance. I think they I think they have a chance to win the title. Um, if if things, uh, if things go right for them uh, and, you know, uh, depending on the odds, I would be okay with putting money on them the okay. the way to kind of separate it from the next tier is i wouldn't put money on the next tier even though i think they you know have like a puncher's chance i still wouldn't put right. money on them because they have such a low chance okay yeah it's an interesting breakdown um all right well the definition and just have... real quick next time we could just like talk maybe i could just make better tiers just the way yeah yeah, yeah group them but this is i just um, very quickly but yeah all right so, so i got one... six tiers in the i got six teams in the bet tier who so do you think that I mean, obviously the locks that you have in there would be the Suns and the Bucks. Yes. Um, you've been high on them the last couple of years, and I don't think one or two games is going to deter you. So I think you probably have the Sixers in there. Yes. Um, three more. Uh, they've been playing really well this season, and they have a lot of good veterans and good fitting pieces. So you probably have Miami in there. Yes. Um, Two more, and again, just just real quick. These, this, I, in these, in this tier, these are teams that I imagine there's a universe where they win the title. Okay, the Nets you have. Yes. Um, and one more. You have I to know think a you have to think a little bit about injuries on this one. Right. Um. You're not dumb enough to keep saying to say the Lakers after watching this last month. Um, even though last week you were saying that they still, you yeah. still have, were hanging on for, yeah, <laughs> hanging on for dear life. Um, so I know that you've been down on them, but like I still think you're saying injuries, like maybe Clay comes into form and Draymond. So the Warriors. No, I have the Nuggets. Damn. The who? The Nuggets. If oh, Jam okay. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't even thinking that deep. Just because, like, you know. So would you? Would you? So does that like keep that same qualification if like Kawhi and PG were to no? Come back? Because those aren't they're not expected to come back this year. Like we know Jamal. Like there's been rumors that Jamal's come in and, right. and 
and uh michael porter but like we still don't know about we don't know about Kawhi, and we don't okay expect yeah honestly I, I disqualified the nuggets because of that and i okay. realistically if i would have known i think i would have put them okay would have yeah. thought that you would have but regardless, I, I thought you would have guessed it because i've kind of been high on them and always talk about like jamal and like yeah, when he comes yeah. back but uh the reason why is because I if if Jamal comes back and Michael Porter comes back and they look amazing, like I, I could see a universe where they where they win the title. Um, all right. So for the next tier, I've got four teams. And this is this is like everything is, has to fall right. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is obviously the yeah. Warriors. Yes. Um, this is probably the Grizzlies. Yep. Um I don't know if your bias has really got into this, but you're probably going to say the Mavericks. Yes. And the last one, I you really probably, I'm just trying to think. You hate the Celtics and the Jazz, but I kind of feel like it has to be one of them. I'm trying to think who else in the East. Like It's one of those. Okay, because I was going to say, I don't think you would say with the Bulls. Um. It's got to be the Celtics, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they've I, just been so good over the last couple of months, and they have some a lot high-end star power-ish. Yeah, they, um, I mean, they have potentially two superstars, so it's yeah. hard to discount that. Yeah. Um, all right, okay. my second second round tier. These are teams that I just are looking to, I think, would be a success if they win the first round, uh, you know, make it to the second round. There's three teams. Okay, so you're obviously gonna have the Jazz here, but like yeah. realistically, I feel like their expectations are a lot higher than yours. So like I could see them like not blowing it up, but like almost blowing it up. Like I don't even know what Rudy's like trade value would be this off season, or like what teams like would. I mean, that's a different topic if when they do lose in the first or second round. I guess not a um, success. I guess not a success, but just like I think this is their ceiling, right? Yeah, to yeah, make it works. to the second round. Yeah, so you'd say the Bulls. Yeah. Um, the Jazz. And one more. Um, They've been kind of sliding a little bit. Well, you already said the Bulls. Um, Bulls. Jazz. I got some injury issues. Oh, no. are you talking about the Cavs? Yeah. I think I think they could make it to the second <sighs> round. I don't, really don't think they can. The East Depends who they so play. I mean, what if they play the Bulls? Yeah, I guess, but I, I just don't even think they could play the Bulls at this point. I, I honestly think they're going to fall to the seven seed. Yeah, that's what you, we were talking about last last episode. Yeah. So you think Raptors are going to jump up to the six seed? I kind of, I, I think they are. I, I don't um, think that's a, I don't think that's a bad call. And I, just I actually, don't, I, don't see I think the I said that a couple of weeks ago that I, I wouldn't be shocked if they fell to the plan. Yeah. Um, it's just they're such a young team. It's so tough to make that jump, and now Jared Allen's going to be out for a little bit too. Yeah, I it was they were they were like borderline just because I couldn't the next tier is the play in tier, so I couldn't put them in the play in tier just because I didn't I don't expect them to fall out of the play. Uh, out yeah. of the top I know six, they have but, a tiebreaker with the Raptors too. Okay. So yeah, the my next tier is the play in tier. I've got five teams and I basically just kind of ordered them. So these are like, just the teams you think that you're gonna make the play in or teams that I think the top five teams in the play in. Right. Okay. Um, so, but that's kind of tough to say because like, I think you'd put the nets at one, but you also have them in the puncher's chance version. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I, I don't know. Does that count as a team or no? It's, 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 it's like almost in between. It's like, there's zero chance that I would put money on them to win the title. Uh, I don't think their ceiling is the second round, but I wouldn't discount it. Wait, I'm confused because you had them on the group that was the put money to first title. No, uh, no, I'm not talking about the Nets now. I'm talking about the tier. Oh, oh the my tier. bad. I thought you were talking about the Nets. No, no, no. The Nets, the Nets are just a unique case because right, right, fell, okay. so fell to that's the, what I was asking if they're eligible for this plan. One, sorry, sorry. The Nets are just a unique case. Uh, you when they have Durant, Kyrie, and possibly Simmons, like I can't put them in just the plan tier. Play. But, um, <laughs> all right. So this is just playing like. All right. Um, so this is like, all right, whatever. It doesn't really matter how low we are, but like, I'm, I'm my thought process here is like, you think there's like a good chance that they'll be in the plan? There's like, a. You think they'll survive that plan tournament? You know. Yes, I mean? they'll survive the plan tournament, uh, and like I just rank them who I think is the best out of those teams, right? Okay. To survive, um, top five, yeah. And do do I factor in? Sorry, I'm asking a hundred questions here. Um, do I factor in the concept of where they are in the plan right now? Yes, I, I okay. did that. I did that. Okay. Yeah. So, so they have I would to play say, one versus two games. Right. Right. I would say Raptors one. Yes. Um. Shit. Um. Would you say Hawks too? Yeah. Timberwolves three. Hornets three. Hornets three. You realize only two teams can make it out of these. No, I know. I know. Okay. Um, and then Timberwolves four. Again, this is like tears because like there could be some movement in the play-in. So one team might have to play two games and another right. might have to play one. Yeah. Three Timber or four Timberwolves. Yeah. And you still have the Lakers at five. Yeah, I mean the <laughs> they, funny. I mean the Lakers have to play the Wolves. Are you are you gonna pick the Wolves to win? The Lakers are gonna fucking lose to the Pelicans, bro. I don't know. I'm not picking. <laughs> I'm not picking against the Lakers. If they don't have healthy Anthony Davis, I'd dance. Well, yeah, yeah. If they don't have healthy Anthony Davis, but we expect AD to come back. Do we? I feel like I haven't heard shit about him. Uh, no, they. Uh, I just read a report saying that he, uh, that they were optimistic that he was going to return before the regular season or ends. Okay. Um, and then the next year tier is just three teams who are like whatever issues they had this year. I think they'll have better. They'll have a better um, year next year. Clippers because of injury. Clippers. Uh. The Pelicans. Yep, because of Zion, and they just got CJ. See, maybe yeah. they're better next year. Um, uh, I mean, so are the Lakers excluded from that? Yeah. Uh, it, this is like a team that I don't think is going to make or is – I wouldn't bet on them to, to win the play-in or they might not even make the play-in. But they have a superstar on their squad. Dame? Yeah. So uh, I just put Blazers just because, yeah. you know, they might be in the mix next year. I feel like they're going to have, like, as in in the mix to be in a playoffs team. Yeah, yeah, to be in the playoffs, yeah, yeah. not a gotcha. contender. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, those, those are my tiers. I think, I think we can maybe adjust them a little bit. Um, so then we have a better like definition for the tiers. So then it's a little bit easier yeah, yeah, to definitely. guess. Um, but I thought, I thought like the first three were pretty self-explanatory. And then, um, after that, it's just like irrelevant teams, but, um, all right. So, uh, you, <clears throat> we talked earlier today, you were ta- uh, listening to the MB Draymond podcast and, uh, they discussed a little bit of the TNT crew. Um, and obviously with, uh, Chuck talking about retiring soon and, Kenny Smith and Ernie being old and Shaq being the youngest one on that show. Um, obviously they're going to be looking for some replacements. Um, you know, I think a couple of years ago they started doing the JV squad with uh, Draymond and uh, D Wade. And I don't know who's, yeah, the, host? who's, who's the host. Tuesday night. I, don't even, I don't even know the host name. Like Adam Leftwich or something. Something like that. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Um, he's kind of corny. Yeah. Uh, Candace is on there sometimes. I, I think, I think, uh, I don't think, I think it's they have some good conversations on there, but um, so we're gonna do our own like draft of who we think should be uh, the replacements for the old crew, um, and I, uh, I, I I'll let you go first because I listed a bunch of people who I thought like might be entertaining, but I don't know if they're like even good at it, TV. And yeah, I had some other people that I just heard on podcasts and think they right. might be good speakers or whatever um and then i have my like final four of like this is right. i think the best combo so, so yeah i kind of agree so how i looked at it like obviously i considered anyone who did you cap it as anyone who's in the nba like this season yeah they have to be in the nba they can't be retired or uh okay because like, they can be they can be hurt head, in my head like i was and that in my top final four, which is basically what I thought of, I didn't really factor in the concept of like a moderator, like an Ernie. Me neither. Um, okay, cool. Because I was going to say like, I feel like JJ would be like the perfect person for that. Yeah, JJ. Um, but he's also retired. So yeah. I just. Or some other, like, some other white, mediocre white guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but so obviously I listened to that pod today with Draymond and B. I thought it was a great listen. So anyone out here listening, I think, I think you, it's, it's a must listen. Um, Both, both both like super authentic guys. Yeah, exactly. And like went from like gassing each other up to like talking shit about them, potentially playing in the finals this year, like pretty sweet. Um, So honestly, like that might have some bias in there, but I also think I would definitely have it anyway, just because of how great of personalities they are. So I had both of them in there um, in my top four. Um, I had Jimmy. So hold on. Let me ask you about the Embiid one first. Yeah. So I had him in my, I don't know yet, but entertaining category because only just because of his uh, accent. So I think, that's why he's entertaining. That's why he couldn't be in it. No, because he couldn't be in it. Like other than that, like I think right. he'd be like the perfect pick. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think as he gets older and is around the league more and everything, I think it becomes less of a problem. I think he's obviously like a basketball genius. Like he's studies film, and that's so yeah. obvious with how he implements it into his game year in and year out um obviously he's hilarious and great great sense of humor yeah knows, great sense knows, of humor yeah um can take a joke can take criticism yeah. um so i think he he would be great 
Um, obviously, Draymond's already pretty in media, and I think he's mm-hmm. a great addition to them. Um, yeah, Draymond J- has to, Draymond has to be one of our picks. Like yeah. he's already on the TNT crew. Exactly. <laughs> I put Jimmy in there. Um, I I don't know how like if he would be as outgoing as those guys, but I think how he would interact, I've, how I've seen him interact already with Embiid, how he can take, um, I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. I think how he like, like pays attention to and like makes uh, super relevant uh, minor details within basketball that lead to winning. I think mm-hmm. he would be able to be a great um, analyst and give great insight on like noticing those things. Yeah. Uh, like while observing a game. And then also, like I said, like he talks so much shit and is very sarcastic. So yeah. I think he'd be a good balance with them. And then this last one. And, it, like, and Jimmy also has like a good, uh, he's just like a down to earth type of dude. He's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You could talk to him about like, drinking beer you can talk to him about like music you can talk about basketball um and my other one like i don't know if necessarily it's the perfect fit with that with that those three specifically but i just thought like personality wise like he's super outgoing and like it seems like everyone already loves him and he's hilarious is anthony edwards so those those are my four i had on there and like i said i didn't keep in Fat, keep in mind anything with like a moderator like Got an it. ernie yeah I, I didn't either um so i think my, mine's actually very similar i had draymond and jimmy on mine on my final um i think um so players that i thought could be really good at it that aren't on my list are um patrick beverly just because he talks i thought about shit. putting him on there but I also, I also, I also think like you've got to you need, pick. I kind of think you need stars too. Yeah, you need stars. He might be able to like fill in maybe, or like yeah. do like some kind of guests, um, you know, uh, segment or something. Um, but he also like, uh, I think he he'll he's the type of player too that like I don't think you could joke around with him on the show. Like, yeah, he won't be able to take like shots at him at him like did you hear about the thing with him and mo bamba no i didn't hear that they played the other night and he got like an elbow to the face from obama like obviously unintentional and he had to go to like the hospital for some like minor thing with it like was fine and he ended up going back to the stadium going into the players lot and like finding mo bamba and being like you better apologize to me right now (laughs) how ridiculous did he apologize I don't know. I didn't get, I didn't, I didn't look that far into it. Yeah. I think they gave those details, but I just listened to him on the, on JJ's podcast. Dude's like the most confident person ever. Like, yeah, he thinks he honestly thinks like he's better than Chris Paul. It's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, you know, all the power to him. Yeah. Um, another player I thought would be good at it, not on my list, is Blake Griffin. Good sense of humor. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, he was a star. Oh, he's on part of my take all the time. Yeah. Um, and he's he's hilarious, and he can kind of mesh with anyone as well. Other other dudes that I thought would be good at it, but I just don't 
know if they're like entertaining enough or big enough stars were uh, Danny Green, um, yeah. Andre Iguodala, uh, CJ McCollum. Uh, and I actually think little Isaiah Thomas, I think he'd be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, and then I had, uh, in my, I don't know yet, but entertaining. So I considered Anthony Edwards. I just don't know yet. I, he might yeah, be yeah. too, like, he might be too, like, of a silly person or something. I don't know. Um, and, uh, I, another player I thought might be, like, funny was Bobby Portis. Uh, but, uh, just see his big ass eyes glowing <laughs> up all the time yeah. on TV. <laughs> um, but, uh, so my final, uh, like I said, uh, I had Draymond and I had Jimmy Butler on there. And my other two picks were Marcus Smart and Rajon Rondo. Wow. Just because I think I could Marcus- definitely get the Rondo one. I just don't know if they have enough personality to be on there. I think I think Marcus Smart can definitely have personality because I've seen him on a few podcasts. Um, I think if he's like trained that way, um, just like you know, trained to 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 perform on TV and stuff like that. And so, like, I my locks were Draymond, Jimmy, and Marcus Smart. I thought that would be like a great three person. And then I was trying to figure out a fourth because all those players are kind of like defensive players. So I was trying to figure out, should I like throw in an offensive player? So I was thinking like Anthony Edwards, but I was like, he's too young. and I don't know yet. Um, so I just threw in Rajon Rondo just because he, to me, it would be like Rajon Rondo would just play devil's advocate the whole time. So whatever yeah. anyone's saying, he will just say the opposite. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of the smartest players in the NBA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just don't know personality there either. Um, and I also think that in the back of my mind, I'm like, fuck the Celtics. Like, I don't want to listen to any of them. I don't even consider Rondo a Celtic. Uh, I guess Marcus Smart, but I don't even consider Rondo a Celtic. Like, I do. Like, when, I, when I think of him as, when I look back on his career, what team will I think of him on? It would be the Celtics. Yeah, I guess. But he also won a, t- a title with the Lakers. So, yeah. But um, All right, so... Against my will, I will listen for the next five minutes to Gladdy spew some uh, college basketball nonsense. So, uh, Gladdy, why don't you educate me on, uh, first of all, when does the March Madness start, the March Madness start, and who are the best teams? (laughs) So, uh, I don't want to get too much into it, and I just want to relate it to this because obviously it's more NBA. Um, March Madness started yesterday with the first four, so basically like, uh, two 16 seeds play each other two 11 seeds play each other last night and tonight um but in terms of nba like prospects um it it's a it's a lot better because i feel like over the last couple years like the or just even take less last year's draft for example you're not seeing like all the top players in the ncaa tournament and that this is why i think people that aren't very much into college basketball like yourself or just uh, you'll still be able to like pick out a couple games to just kind of get a feel for it and like see. Um, so what I'll do, I will say my not so these are all going to be top 10 prospects that so like should be top okay. 10 picks in the draft, but I'm going to say them based on how I think you would appreciate them. Okay. Um, you would appreciate watching their game this, Got it. um, this year. So I, I'm with number one, I'm going to go Jaden Ivy. Uh, he plays for Purdue. He's an electrifying point guard, very similar to John Moran, like super, super 
athlete, uh, similar hairstyle, just jumps out the gym super quick. Um, definitely not quite at Jaws skill level, mm-hmm. um, but definitely that's the NBA comp for him. Um, definitely think you should check it, see see him at some point during the tournament. Uh, number two is probably just because of his how unique of a player he is is Chet Holmgren. Um, he plays for Gonzaga, so the best team in the country. Um, you know they're the number one overall seed in the tournament. He's like seven two, like lanky as hell, like think skinnier than me as a freshman at Gettysburg. And uh, I can't just like, imagine that. <laughs> yeah, right. Elite rim protection. Um, obviously, he needs to put on a ton of weight, but like shoots the ball well in transition, can bring the ball up, and kind of like a almost like a more athletic version of like Porzingis, I'd say. Um, so he he's super fun to watch. Number three would probably be Paolo Van Paolo Banchero. He plays for Duke. Um, so Coach K's last season, last tournament. Um, think Jason Tatum-esque in college. Uh, really strong skill set. Uh, can make an immediate impact in the NBA, um, but might not have quite the high. Still have a super high ceiling, but not like a top 20 all-time player ceiling wasn't um, wasn't he like uh touted as like one of the better earlier in the college season wasn't he like yeah yeah one, i mean he number got, one prospect yeah he finished uh second team all-american um he's a no doubt top five pick um now number four is probably as of right now most recent mock drafts what i've looked at is the number one overall pick which is jabari, jabari smith um he's like a 610 kind of think of him almost like a not quite defensive level, but probably a little bit stronger of a uh, range level of Evan Mobley is Jabari Smith. Uh, he plays for Auburn. He will probably, as of right now, you know, pending like a good tournament, he'll probably be the number one pick in the NBA draft this year. Mm. Um, so those going are to, four, going to the Rockets. Going to the Rockets, yeah. Um, just because they already have a lot of guards, so like, yeah, I feel like someone like. Jaden Ivy, they wouldn't really like they're trying to build around um Jalen Green. Um, but then again, like you think of the Rockets, like they could also, Christian Wood, yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm saying even like I don't know if how long term plans he is. Like, so they could definitely use some rim protection. So like yeah. a Chad Holmgren type player could be there. Um, so was that how I many I give you four? Four, yeah. Um and then a fifth one that I would probably give you either one of the big 10 guys you could go with. Um, but just cause I'd probably lean Keegan Murray. Uh, he plays for Iowa. Um, he is a super skilled three-way scorer. Um, they've been one of the highest teams in the country late, lately. He averages like 23, 24 a game, which is, obviously super rare for the college level, just with the shorter time, time frame, longer shot clock and everything. Um, so yeah, I, I would, you know, try to at least give a game or two for, no, I'll set the expectation with you. Try to watch at least one, each of those five guys for maybe a half. of half? Okay. I, th- I think I can handle that. Um, I think I've, I've, I've definitely heard three out of the five. Um, I've heard that. So, I guess the one, the one uh, 
thing I heard about Chet Holmgren is that he's actually kind of a, a dog out there. He, ac- he actually will go after dudes and like Perzingis. Yeah, definitely a lot, a little, uh, a lot more aggressive. Um, I think the comp comes from the, the concept that he's like super tall, super lanky, super skilled, like perimeter too. Um, like doesn't want to just live in the post. Um, I guess I don't even like trying to remember like early, early Porzingis. Like, was his did he have like elite rim protection as like a couple? I mean, like, that was that was always his. That was always his. Uh, One of his huge positives, right? Yeah, his huge just the knee injuries kind because of he could like, spread the floor and he could you rim know, protect. Yeah, rim. I mean, it's it's definitely very similar with with uh, Chet, but Who do you I think, even think Chet has a little more of like a little more of a ball handle playmaking ability than Porzingis probably had. Who's uh who do you think uh who's your f- like pick to win it? Um I would either I have Kansas in one and Gonzaga in the other. Okay. Uh, Kansas has another guy uh Ochi Abaji, um probably like mid 15s, like pretty smooth game, uh strong, good athlete, three-point shooter. Um be good fit on the Sixers. I was literally just about to ask who's who's the best fit on the Sixer. <laughs> <laughs> I would like him, like EJ Liddell on Ohio State, but at this point it's just gibberish to you. So I'll shut yeah. up now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll definitely look out for those players. Um, maybe I'll learn a little bit of something. Um, but but again, like you said, uh, you know, it used to be much more of a the college basketball season used to be much more of a reflection of the the upcoming draft um and now you see players getting drafted from all over the place so um it is it is interesting to to be able to um see these these top guys that are heralded in in college and then kind of try to imagine like how their nba games would be because it's it's always uh it's always somewhat of a of a guessing game definitely all right, so that wraps up this episode. Thank you, Gladdy. Thank you to everyone out there. Be off there. next week. Be off next week for Gladdy's uh, college basketball hiatus, and then, yes. then we're locked and loaded for the final stretch. You know, get some all NBA. Get some. Get Joe Forey on the pod to review our preseason predictions. Yeah, Ben Simmons gets back on the bit. court. Yeah, right. Yeah. We keep waiting for that boy. Yeah, his back injury is almost almost healed. Yeah, back um, injury. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time peace